Welcome, this is Jessica Ortner and our time together is dedicated to feeling good within all of life's complexities. We'll be going on a wandering path, exploring topics like spirituality, productivity, and personal fulfillment. Because happiness is not a destination, it's an adventure. So welcome to Adventures in Happiness. Hello and welcome to episode 30. Thank you for joining us. This episode is unlike any episode I've ever done before. We have a medical medium. Ooh. Uh, So let me, before you have your doubts about this or you turn this off, if you happen to not be a fan of mediums or believe in them, have an open mind with this guy. Uh, Anthony William is the New York Times bestselling author of Medical Medium, Secrets Behind Chronic and Mystery Illness, and How to Finally Heal. Before deciding to have him on the podcast, I had a session with him. I was dealing with some reoccurring health stuff. I had a lot of fatigue and he blew my mind in 30 minutes. He gave me a session and he put me on a protocol that's made a huge difference. I have just heard time and time again, people working with him who've had such amazing results. What I like about his work is that even if you can't get a session with him, he shares enough tools to really make a difference. He's not a healer. So he's not someone who'll like touch you and you fall over and you are healed. He is about helping people find the diagnosis, what is really going on, and then giving them a protocol. So he shares some tips that we all can use to help improve our health. So again, keep an open mind with this guy. I really like him. I think he's onto something. He's also very smart and articulate, especially when talking about different health remedies. So Yeah, check it out. I'm excited about this. I think he's awesome, and I think you're really going to like this episode. This episode is sponsored by The Tapping Solution. If you are new to my work with tapping, check it out, thetappingsolution.com. And if you enjoy this, spread it, especially if you have any friends or family members that are struggling with autoimmune disease or a chronic illness, there's some gems with this in this interview that can help. And I think uh, listening to Anthony Williams, I think it's it's worth it. I think he has a really great perspective. Uh, enjoy it. It's gonna blow your mind. This guy, I can't even, I can't even, I can't even believe it, but I do. Enjoy, enjoy the episode. <laughs> Let me begin by welcoming you. Welcome, Anthony. Thanks for being with us. Hey, it's great to be here. It's an honor. I'm really excited. Well, you are the first medium on my show. The first. No way. Yes. <laughs> I am. So I've, I've been reading your book, and we're going to be diving deep into chronic illness and what you call the mystery illnesses, you know, yeah. the things where people are getting diagnosed, but they still are just as confused. But before we do that, we have to hear your story for everyone who's new. Can, can we start off... Uh, with what happened when you were four years old. Absolutely. I mean, I woke up one morning, heard a voice perfectly clear. I mean, the same thing, like when you're talking to someone and they hear you or someone's talking to you and you hear them 
and you know with your actual ear like with your ears this isn't like a voice inside your head or um you know a, a lot of mediums they channel and they get information that just arrives and um and this is different this is different that that's a different kind of gift this is also a different kind of gift this is you hear it perfectly clear and it actually is real in real time meaning that you could actually physically block it with your hand and the whole bit so the voice started talking to me at age four and I got out of bed, scared, and went to the window, looked around, couldn't find anybody, see anybody. I went downstairs and down the steps to the family. And I was spooked all day by it because uh, it, was, it shocked me. And then that night at the dinner table, uh, we were all there, the whole family. Uh, that voice came back. In fact, and, and not just came back, but a, a person appeared behind my grandmother and waved me over and talked to me, telling me to come over, and then told me to, to pronounce that grandma has lung cancer. And I had to pronounce it. It gave me a few, you know, a few t tries, and I finally got it out. And then forks and knives dropped in their on plates, and everybody was, like, scuttling because it was a shocker. And, and so after that, you know, the, my family brought her in to, you know, to talk to the doctor about my diagnosis, or my discovery, and the doctor did a chest X-ray, and she had lung cancer. In fact, one of the worst cases he's ever seen. So, um, and she didn't exhibit any symptoms or anything. <clears throat> but so that's how it started. But from there on, it never stopped. And so I've been forced to do this my whole life without uh, without having the ability to want to do anything else. Or meaning, even if I wanted to do something else, I wasn't allowed to. So um, my my family supported me. Thank God, because because the gift was there all the time and it was also doing that all the time for anyone didn't matter who it was didn't matter if the postman was dropping something off i'd know what's going on and then i ended up doing a lot of readings at a young age and um i remember this one time in in an elementary school where a child next to me uh spirit said i call this voice spirit spirit said that this child had meningitis so i told the teacher the teacher got upset, interviewed the child, interviewed me, called the parents in, interviewed the parents. You know, my parents came in and the child and the parents, they had no recollection or any thought that he had meningitis. He didn't even have a symptom. That night he came down with meningitis and it was a severe case and he didn't come to school the next day. And, and so my family supported me because they knew that this was not going away, this gift. And so I had to dedicate my entire life through it throughout it and, and, and help people starting from an early age until I started helping them out full time. So that's kind of a, a little background about it. <laughs> it's, in, it's incredible. People tend to fear things that they don't understand. And I don't think the average person truly understands what you're experiencing. Do you ever get nervous about speaking out? Were you ever scared about speaking out about this gift? You know, thinking that you'll be burnt at the stake or in this day and age sued or whatever the today's version of being burnt at the stake. But well, you know, you know, it's a, it's a funny thing. You know, when a mommy can't, when a young mommy can't get out of bed and take care of her kids and feed her children. And she's been to a hundred doctors and to every clinic across the country. And, you know, and she's exhausted science, medical research and medical science, and she can't function. She can't feed her children. She can't do her career then all that all that crap just gets washed away. We can't be worried about 
you know, what people think. We can't be worried about uh, any skeptics or anything. I mean, I was born a skeptic. That's the problem with this gift is I was a child that actually, uh, you know, was had skeptic in me, born, born with it. So I had to battle it by doing this and real and feeling and realizing that I'm also a skeptic and I've had to live with this gift as it. But what happens is that <clears throat> what happens is, like I said, you know, all that stuff has to be just pushed up, you know, over to the side when people are suffering and they can't function and they can't get what they, you know, they can't exceed and succeed in the way they want to because they, they, they're fatigued or they got symptoms and they've gone to doctor to doctor. I mean, you know, I had someone say to me, hey, well, you know, you think you're so smart, medical medium, you've helped so many people, but what do you know that medical research, medical science doesn't? you know, Mr. Big Medical Medium. And I'm like, you know, tell, let's ask that question to the 200 million Americans alone that have symptoms with no answers. Let's let's ask everybody else. Let's ask everybody else. What's medical research and medical science doing for chronic illness for them? And I'm not talking about heart transplant. And I'm not talking about removing an aneurysm out of somebody's brain with a robot. That, that's incredible. I'm talking about chronic illness. I'm talking about everyday people can't function. They got diagnoses of Hashimoto's without any answer of what's causing it and until until I, I published the book Medical Medium and you know lupus no answers with lupus all these labels fibromyalgia chronic fatigue syndrome no understanding what's behind it all these young people including lots of young women now coming out of college can't even function can't even go to work have to take three years off because they no one knows why they can't you know they don't they don't feel good and they have severe brain fog and memory loss you name it, it's an epidemic right now from young to older. And so, you know, why don't we, why don't we really just be real about it? Why don't we be honest and really look at it and say, hey, now something has to be done. You know, I've dedicated my life to this and Spirit's offered those answers. And so I've been able to help tens of thousands of people successfully. So, yeah. So to be clear, what you're able to do is help diagnose what's really going on and then it's not that you actually do the healing but you're able to share with people a protocol what they can do to get better well you know i work with doctors and i have for over 30 years so doctors come to me for answers and and we work together and and um you know globally not just in the u.s because doctors want people better and because you know doctors actually dedicate their lives to wanting to want answers themselves and so I've been used in that that degree. So I work alongside with doctors. I help people that way. Um, <clears throat> my job is is really for spirit to just have the information, have the to know to discover what's wrong with the person, what's going on, whether it's years ahead of its time or not. And I provide that information, and I always have, and it's and it's always been accurate. Fortunately, right? Can you tell us before we move on about getting smacked in the face with a rake? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you know, when I was younger, you know, the ego was kicking in uh, because I I had answers all the time and it was nonstop. It didn't matter where I was. I could be in the grocery store and just, you know, tap on somebody's shoulder and say, hey, look, you you got this. You got diabetes. You got a brain tumor. You got do you know this? Do you whatever? And and spirit always had the answers and it and it came no matter what. So but what along with that came, you know, a sense of being. Uh, slightly indestructible and, and having all the answers. And so I remember being in my garden and I was pulling out some onions and uh, my neighbor came over and he said, he said, you know what? I don't understand. I can't believe it. My wife went to hundreds of doctors, all the different clinics and 
we couldn't figure out why she couldn't walk. She couldn't walk. She had to be in a wheelchair and she was in a wheelchair for years. And then we knew you knew something about health. So we asked you and you had the answers. We don't know how it's possible. You had the answers. You said she was had arsenic poisoning and it was from her well. No one can figure it out. But you knew she's better. She's walking. How is that possible? And I said, remember this. It's because I'm right. I'm always right. I'm never going to be wrong. Never forget it. There's never going to be a time when I'm going to be wrong. I'm right. And that's all you have to know and never forget it. I, I got up and I walked. I walked a couple of feet. I stepped on a hoe, like, you know, one of those Reiki kind of hoe things in the garden that you use to dig things. I stepped on it backwards. It flipped up. It knocked me out. I was laying on the ground unconscious. Okay. And I started coming out of it. I started, I started becoming conscious, started coming out of that. And my neighbor was standing above me just looking and spirit said to me when I came out of it, spirit said, you remember this. I'm always right. And you're always wrong. I'm always right. Never forget it. And you're always wrong. And you know, that was like a lesson at my early age in my early twenties where, okay, now it's, it's, I have to realize, sure. Spirit's the one that has all the answers. It's not about what I believe in. It's not about what I'm doing. Spirit's got the answers. I always have to remember that. Right. I love that story. So what's, what's really great is you work with individuals, yet with your book, you're able to address some common issues that you're seeing again and again. Now, the, the subtitle of your book is The Secrets Behind Chronic and Mystery Illness and How to Finally Heal. So let's talk about chronic and mystery illnesses for a moment. Uh, you, you target a few, but let's start with autoimmune disease. What are your thoughts around that? Yeah. You know, there's something that everybody needs to know. There's something called a great mistake that me and spirit say. And, and we, this is about being honest in the medical field. We have to be a great mistake. Well, first of all, small mistakes, small mistakes we make. You know, everybody makes small mistakes, okay? It can happen every day. And we make these small mistakes. Do they really affect that many people when you make a small mistake? Probably not. Okay, and but when a what a great mistake is is something that affects millions of people, but generations before us and generations after us, and our children, it affects our children. So understand that. And the autoimmune confusion is one of the greatest mistakes of all time. And if our alternative practitioners and conventional practitioners and professionals and scientists do not if they're not honest and realize the great mistake autoimmune is, then we're never going to move forward. And we're just going to be spinning our wheels for another three, four, five, six, seven generations. And the great mistake is the body doesn't attack itself. It's completely wrong. It's misinformation. I'm going to explain why. And that autoimmune is not the body creating an antibody to destroy itself. Like if someone has Hashimoto's thyroiditis, which means basically they got a swollen thyroid, science and research doesn't know. A guy named Hashimoto's 100 years ago figured out that somebody's thyroid was swollen. That's Hashimoto's thyroiditis, absolutely ridiculous. You have to understand that we still today don't know what's wrong until I publish the book because spirit has the answers. And uh, Hashimoto's is caused by the Epstein-Barr virus. Whether anybody likes it or not, it's going to come out down the road, <laughs> and Hashimoto's is caused by Epstein-Barr. It burrows itself into the thyroid, causes thyroiditis. Now, the point is, it's not the body attacking the thyroid, Jessica. It's literally Epstein-Barr 
attacking the thyroid. The body's just trying to actually clean up the mess. And, and what happens with autoimmune is it's not the body destroying itself. It's a pathogen. It's a viral issue or a pathogen involved. It's something else affecting the body and, and causing inflammation. And until we come to that conclusion, 100%, until our medical professionals come to that conclusion, we're starting to actually, and we're starting to make a lot of headway with this actually. But until we really get there, we're not going to get to where we want to be. And so here's the great mistake. The great mistake is you go to the doctor, you get told you have Hashimoto's, you get told your body's attacking itself, you walk out of there thinking your body betrayed you, you think your body's you know, attacking itself, destroying itself, uh, annihilating your own thyroid, and that doesn't help anyone. Number one, it's wrong because it's not correct information. Um, number two, it hurts everybody. That's just one example. Then you got eczema psoriasis, you got all the other different autoimmune issues, RA, rheumatoid arthritis, and that's not the body destroying itself. Inflammation markers do not tell if the body's destroying itself. Inflammation markers means there's a pathogen involved. And until we, we, we awaken and know what pathogens are causing what problems, and then we can let people off the hook and not blame them. Here's how it works. If medical research, medical science doesn't know what's wrong with you, you get the blame. You do. It's your body destroying itself because they don't have the answers. And that's one of the greatest mistakes of all time. And I'm helping turn that around. Spirit and I actually helping. And I got some great doctors you know, along with us. And we're trying to turn that message around, thank God. Right. And then when the doctors don't know what it is, but people are still craving an answer, they come up with these labels like fibromyalgia. Well, yeah, the label, the label is just the name for, you know, hey, look, we got a name for the set of symptoms. But so we don't really know what to do about it. We don't know what's going on with you, but we got a name. And, you know, because someone came up with a name, that's great. And it's not that the names are the worst thing in the world, but they they're they're really they're not everything what you think it is it's just a name for some symptoms because it's still a mystery and 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 then the other thing is here's another great mistake going on is genetics okay we got thousands of years of our genes okay we we genes do exist we have hereditary traits we have the whole thing but in the last 30 years chronic illness has not just doubled, has not just tripled, has not just quadrupled. It has gone over 10 times more than it has ever been in history just in the last 30 years, okay? You mean to tell me our genes all went bad in the last 20, 30 years? So let me tell you right now, that's another, I, I almost made you laugh. That's another. <laughs> that's Doesn't another, take much. Yeah, that's another great mistake going on because it's not genes that are going bad in people. It's another blame game. Hey, you got faulty genes. Hey, you're no good. Your body's no good. It's falling apart. You got faulty genes. This is another incredible, credible blame, blame game to set somebody down the wrong path of healing, to not give them an opportunity to heal. Because once you think your genes are screwed up, you, that's it. Your body just doesn't heal like you want it to heal. You have to get out of that mindset because it's not accurate once again because there's something else happening in our bodies. It's another great mistake. And here's another great mistake is mystery illness. We classify mystery illness as, say, six children that are in Idaho that got sick with a fever and doctors didn't know why, so they classified it as you know a mystery illness breakout. But what's happening is Fibromyalgia, chronic fatigue syndrome, multiple sclerosis, ALS, lupus, eczema, psoriasis, migraines, Hashimoto's thyroiditis are all mystery illness. They're just not classified as mystery illness. 
They're a mystery illness. Let's let's come on. Let's get honest. Let's get out of medical denial. That's why people are still sick, because we can't even get out of that denial to realize that that's mystery illness. And then my book explains a lot about all this, about how it's mystery illness, what's really going on. And that's why I've been successful as far as helping people. Someone said to me, oh, you just came out with a book. You think you got the right ideas. I got a track record of tens of thousands of people healing all the way going back decades you know, and, and that's just the bottom line from spirit, not because I'm a great guy, but because spirit has the information. And so um, and that's what you know, that's the whole point is trying to get that information to help people. Because let me tell you, when you're suffering, when you can't function, when you don't feel good, when you think your body's letting you down, when you think you can't get answers, when you think you can't live your life right and you're, you feel like you're letting down your children and your family. I mean, it's hell. And, and I'm changing that is what I'm doing because of spirit, not because of me, but because of spirit. We're getting the message out and we're, we're changing things. Well, I know that this question is going to have a complex answer, but why is it that we're getting so sick? You said in the last 20 years, what was it, 10 times more? What, one, what's one, been happening? One reason why is because the common Epstein-Barr virus, which was mononucleosis, has mutated in over 60 different strains. So there's different variables, different variations in different strains of that virus alone that are affecting people. Um, Epstein-Barr is responsible for multiple sclerosis. It's responsible for fibromyalgia. It's responsible for rheumatoid arthritis. And it has offshoots. It has different mutations, different strains, some more severe, some less severe. And this is one reason alone. Also, we have a heavy metal issue, basically. And I don't mean rock and roll. I'm talking about <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about toxic heavy metals. That's increased greatly, which is also feeding viral viral issues and pathogens. Um, we got that. Then we also have, you know, the pesticides have not gone away. We also have stuff that's in in our bodies that have been there even from our, our parents and passed on from our parents. And it's not genetics, it's toxins. So it's we have all these different variables that are increasing greatly. But the but the pathogen issue is one of the greatest. Right now we're we're at a difficult place with pathogens. That's that's a big issue going on right now. Mm. I want to talk about natural medicine for a moment because when I had a session with you and, and I know in your book you talk a lot about natural remedies and there seems to be a movement back to going going back to looking at nature as medicine. Can you can you tell me just your overall thoughts around herbs and natural medicine? I mean, you know, look, planet Earth provides things for us. I mean, without it, we just we don't exist. So and that includes medicine. And it's just the bottom line. So, yeah, natural herbs are critical for, for health. I mean, even homeopathy is a great thing. A lot of people experience great things from homeopathy, um, you know, herbalism, um, you know, all of it. And food, especially food, is critical. It all matters. And here's the deal. Um, there's different belief systems out there, okay? Uh, there's different diet belief systems out there. You got the people that believe in, I guess, the paleo diet. You got people who believe in the vegan diet. You got people that believe in, you know, which, uh, you got people that believe in in between and, and different different varieties of diets. There's a new diet out every day. And, um, and, and that's great and all, but the key is this. The key is this, knowing what food really heals a single condition, an actual issue. It's why the, the second book that's coming out right now, my Life Changing Foods book, um, that book is about specifically what food does what 
that could really help what symptom and condition. That I got from spirit. That right there matters. It also matters to know what food feeds a virus or pathogen. So if you're dealing with Hashimoto's thyroiditis caused by Epstein-Barr, if you're dealing with something like that, then you have to understand a food will feed that Epstein-Barr or that pathogen, a food will feed that. No one knows what foods feed what, meaning the bad things out there. We're like, oh, stay away from gluten, it's, it's, it's bad for autoimmune. That's great and all, but what does gluten feed? that's creating your real illness because someone else can eat all the gluten they want. They can eat all the pizza they want and, and, you know, and they're fine because they don't have something in them. They don't have a certain like viral issue that happens to be out and about. What I'm saying is the key is it's not about what belief system you have. Cause I had someone say, well, you don't like eggs that you don't believe eggs are good. It has nothing to do with me believing eggs are good or bad or what diet. It's just that eggs feed Epstein-Barr, which is responsible for breast cancer, which is responsible for Hashimoto's, which is responsible for RA. So you've got to take the eggs out of your diet. That's an example. So in natural medicine, yeah, herbs are great, everything else, but food, it's about knowing really what herb does what, what food does what. That's the key. And I've been blessed by spirit to have insight into this, mm-hmm. you know, or we're kind of just, we're going blind. I mean, we, we do it blindly. So I've been lucky to have that, you know, and it's, it's been such a blessing because I've been able, able to help people. I have people that are here now, 25 years later, and they were, they were 55, 25 years ago, okay? Could even walk, worst fibromyalgia possible, worst Lyme symptoms possible, you name it. And, you know, wheelchair bound. And it was 25 years ago. They're actually more agile, uh, more athletic now, 25 years later, completely freed from every bit of it because Spirit had that advanced information 25 years ago um, for this person for this person to be here 25 years later. Right. And, and I have lots of stories like that. And because of, of, of spirit. I think we also have to wrap our mind around the importance of, of diet and herbs, because we still live in a culture where we think that modern medicine, and modern medicine does have its place, but we automatically think that the prescription is gonna be more powerful you know, than modern anything med- we can take. Modern medicine is amazing. Look, um, <clears throat> you know, someone else said to me one time, well, you don't like conventional medicine. Actually, that's not true, I love it. I think it's incredible. You break your leg, yeah, you know, we, we used to just take two boards and then wrap it with twine, and then you died, <laughs> right. okay? <laughs> you, I don't know you, why I find that funny, but yes. You had, a, <laughs> you had a fever that night of 107 and you died, okay? Because, you know, you had a broken leg, you, you know, and you ran a fever and you had two boards, you know, attached with a vine. That's what we used to do. You know, uh, <laughs> no, it's good to give a sense of humor. It's actually <laughs> really funny. Look, and, and here's the deal. I mean, modern medicine is amazing because of what we can do and and the surgeons we have are incredible they're artists they're not just artists they're craftsmen the craftsmen and actually some good surgeons out there and we need that because if you don't take care of your gallbladder and it explodes you better have a good surgeon you know we so absolutely you know but there's but when it comes down to chronic illness man that's a separate thing Jessica, that's a separate thing. It's a whole different ballpark. Chronic illness is a slippery slope because you know how the whole manifestation thing's going on right now? Mm -hmm. 
you know, like we manifest things, we attract things. We, you know that whole deal, right? Totally. We yeah. want to, yeah, yeah. We want to attract good things in our lives. We want to manifest good things in our lives. But when it comes down to chronic illness, you can't think you attracted your chronic illness. You can't think you manifested your chronic illness. You can use the power of that to, to, to you know, for positive thinking, for getting better, for keeping your body healthy for, you know, moving forward in your life, for meeting, you know, meeting soulmates, for, for, you know, whatever you need to do, but never use it against you thinking that you got yourself in this sickness. You got yourself, so you're chronically ill because obviously you have bad karma. You're chronic, chronically ill because you manifested. That's one thing that's also has to be separated. What I'm saying is that that's how slippery the slope is with chronic illness. Right. Now, you obviously have this unique ability. What ability do we have, as, you know, just the individuals to learn to listen and trust our intuition to discover what's best for us? I mean, is there something within us that can guide us when it comes to making these decisions as well? Everybody has a gift. Everybody does. Everybody has intuition. They have a gift. I've been lucky. I haven't had to use my intuition because I've been enabled by spirit. Spirit gives me the information, allows me to look inside people. Um, so it's not an intuitive thing. Yes, I have my own intuition, but my own intuition still isn't as powerful as some other people I know. Some other people, they're, they're powerful intuitives, unbelievable intuition. Your gut tells them everything. Okay. I've been lucky, but yet. At the same time, I'm envious of some of the people with the most powerful intuitive gifts. I just, you know, people say to me, hey, you just got it easy because you get to hear it all perfectly clear. Um, and it's true. I get to hear it all fine. But then some people, they don't get to hear it. So they develop their intuition and it goes far. And it's amazing. Everybody has a different gift and they have a different technique, a different use of it in their lives. They have creative gifts. I mean, it's amazing what people do. Everybody's got purpose. You know, so, it, you know, basically what can you do? Nature brings it out in everybody. So that's one technique right there. Nature brings it out in anybody, in everybody. Um, what I like is the is the sunset meditation that Spirit taught me. A sunset meditation actually builds up your trust because um, we lose trust through life. We lose trust when we're sick and we're going to doctor to doctor. We lose trust, um, you know, through our lives in different ways. People break our trust. <clears throat> you know, people let us down the whole bit. So what happens is that that the sunset meditation can bring your trust back. What you do is you you sit there at the time the sun is setting or you, you can watch the sunset. You could be in your office knowing the sun is setting. You just have to know why you're doing this. If you know why the sun is setting when why you're paying attention to it. You can build up your trust reserves really fast. You can build up your intuition. You could clear things out in a way you never thought you could. One of the things in a way of everybody's gift is trust. You have broken trust all through our lives in every aspect of it. So what you do, take some time out, maybe five minutes. When the sun is setting, maybe 10 minutes, and you sit there and you relax. <clears throat> Excuse me. And you... um. I've got a frog in my throat this morning. <laughs> you sit there and you relax and you be aware it's setting. And as it's going down, you're going to feel kind of sad. You're going to feel kind of like your trust is being broken again because it's the end of the day. The sun's going down. It's like an old friend leaving you. And what this does, it's, a, it's an instinct within us. It's a natural ability in us to build up trust. The next morning, you don't even have to be there for the sunrise. The next morning, 
You could be asleep, and as the sun's rising, it builds trust back into your being, back into your soul, back into your body, and this is a great way of building intuition. Now, so you, you can say, hey, well, yeah, I've seen lots of sunsets. I don't know if it's doing it for me. No, you have to know why you're doing it. You're doing it to rebuild your trust. So you're being aware the sun is setting to rebuild your trust. It's one of the most powerful ways of building your intuition, of building your, you know, everything. If, you, if you're into attracting things for your future, if you're into creation, if you're into creating things, this builds every aspect of this. It's the sunset meditation, and trust is the backbone to all of it. Oh, I love that. Thank you for that gift. I I want to talk about fruit because you were just mentioning before about how there's always a new diet and there seems to be a movement where people are anti-sugar and they they include fruit in that and they you know they say to stay away from fruit. Can you tell us your thoughts about fruit? <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> you know, if you take a ship, okay? So you got to you say you're about to board a ship and the ship is going for a very long journey you know, maybe a year um, or a year or more, and you're going to be on this ship, okay? And there's barrels of food, barrels of food. You're talking about any kind of food you like. And I'm talking about healthy food. could be grass-fed beef, could be free-range chicken, barrels of it, barrels of, of you know, farm-raised pork, you know, barrels of vegetables, barrels of vegetables, okay? <laughs> and you name it. The barrels of quinoa, I don't care what's on there, just barrels of food, and you take that journey with a whole bunch of people, okay, by the time that boat reaches to the destination it's going to reach, everybody's going to be dead. If there wasn't a lemon on the damn boat, you have... Really? You, yeah, yeah, if there wasn't a lemon on the boat, you have to understand that. And for some reason, we've completely disconnected from this, completely disconnected from it. If there wasn't a lime on the boat or a lemon on the boat, because if without that lemon and without that lime, okay, um, literally your body will just fall apart. That, and it's happened. We've learned that. That's why in the ships you used to take a lime tree and they used to take a lemon tree on the ship. That was the only way to survive. Didn't matter how much food you have, how much canned food you have. If you don't have a lemon on the boat and you're on, on, on the water for a year, year and a half, if you do make it to where you're going, you're not going to be in a, that great of a condition. I mean, in fact, you can commission people to do this. And trust me, they'll, they'll be like saying uncle. They'll be saying uncle after three months. What happens is that the body goes into serious deprivation without a piece of fruit in our lives. And this is this is something to really understand. So people don't really go, you know, 100 um, percent fruitless or calorie restricted from a carbohydrate too long. Like they don't go too long. Like even the best the best people that say, look, I stayed away from grains. I stayed away from fruit. I stayed away from, you know, all carbs. They end up cheating somewhere because you need a carbohydrate for the brain and nervous system. But when it comes down to fruit, when it comes down to fruit, it's it's above it all. It's above every kind of carbohydrate. It's above grains. It's not the same thing as grains. So one of the misconceptions is, well, fruit has sugar. So, you know, how does that, you know, sugar is sugar? No, sh there's different kinds of sugar. Fruit, fruit sugar, fructose is bonded to phytochemicals that keep us alive a long time. My great aunt is 99 years old because of blueberries, because of blueberries. 
and apples. She's 99 years old. She'll say it's because of that. So when we go into a fad and trend and we, we deprive ourselves of fresh fruits, we're going to pay the price later because fresh fruits have all the phytochemicals that, that um, battle cancer, all the phytochemicals that battle, battle illness, all the phytochemicals that actually support our nervous system and our brain. You know, it's all there. I'm not saying you have to live off a of fruit. I'm just saying it's a really bad trend. It's a mistake. Another mistake is avoiding fruit altogether. And there's all this fear around candida when people don't realize that, you know, how candida works. I, I wrote a candida chapter so people knew the truth about candida. It's important for people to know so we're not lost. And you got to have fruit in your life. It's critical if you want to go the long haul, if you want that longevity. It's critical to have those antioxidants. It's critical. That's so good to know. You talk about the importance of of really figuring out what's going on and what foods can help us and hinder our health. But if you had the ability to speak to everybody on the planet and you were able to give them one or two tips what would that be? What are some, is there anything universal that you think everybody should be doing? Yeah, there's something universal spirit taught me and it's done it's done miracles for people. I mean, you can check it out on like my Instagram, you can check it out on my Facebook and and what it's doing for people, it's absolutely uh, incredible and it's the celery juice. You know, we love our green juices. You can do your green juices with different things in them, but if you actually have a condition like a gut health condition, if you if you're someone out there right now and you have you know, uh, all this concern about leaky gut or candida or gut problems or, you know, bloating and gas and, you know, and all these issues with the intestinal tract and stomach, then you want to start incorporating celery juice, straight celery juice, and your life will change over time. 16 ounces of straight celery once a day can turn almost every gut health problem around, sometimes in one week and sometimes it takes a month but it could start turning problems around. And that is the miracle of celery juice because celery juice has a mineral salt composition in it that's undiscovered by medical science and medical research. I talk about it in my, my newest book coming up. And um, it's a different kind of sodium composition that doesn't exist anywhere else. That sodium composition builds up your hydrochloric acid so that you break down your food and it doesn't rot and feed bacteria and, and create SIBO and cause all these problems. Celery juice is like a miracle. That's universal. You should take that information. It doesn't mean you don't do your normal green juice once in a while or later on that day. You just have to do a straight celery juice. I promise you this. It's going to help. It's going to help in so many ways, and um, and it's already it's it's already happening out there for thousands of people. They're all doing their celery juice right now. It's actually it's a movement that's been created by spirit. Thank goodness, and people are getting their their gut health better and taking it to a whole different level. That's one thing that's universal. Another thing is wild blueberries. Not talking about cultivated blueberries. Don't get those confused. You go to your you go to your freezer section. And you get your frozen wild blueberries, the most powerful food on planet Earth today, the most compact, meaning compacted with with tremendous amounts of micronutrients, phytochemicals, minerals, microminerals, trace minerals, you name it. Uh, wild blueberries are the most powerful food there is. Incorporate those into your life. Start cleaning up your liver. 
start you know recovering your nervous system so you can get over a lot of those Epstein-Barr symptoms like tingles and numbness, tinnitus, um, you know, vertigo. Those are all Epstein-Barr symptoms. Those are late-stage Epstein-Barr, vertigo, tinnitus, tingles and numbness, um, you know, hot flashes, heart palpitations, all these different memory loss, brain fog. Get those wild blueberries in you so you can start getting rid of these symptoms. So that's a whole nother thing. Plus, wild blueberries actually uh, really halt any kind of brain disease because they're the most powerful brain food there is in the world. So these are two things that are universal. Oh, that's fantastic. Thank you for those. So there are uh, a few questions that I ask every guest who's new to the show. One, uh, the first question is, what is something that at the time seemed horrible but ended up becoming a blessing? For who? Me? For you. Something Person? in your life. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that's a really good question. Um, you know, uh, look, I didn't I almost didn't make it through um, my teenage years because of the gift. You know, this is this is an example right here. I guess the most powerful one that I've had in my life is um, spirit told me when I was turning 13 that. I was probably not going to make it. And Spirit actually said that to me and said, you're probably not going to make it. And I said, what are you talking about? Spirit said that it's going to get really difficult because once you realize that that you start growing up with this gift and you start hearing this voice, which is Spirit, and it's nonstop and it's happening in your life and you can't live that normal life you want to live because it's just it just never goes away and you start moving into your teenage years and you start realizing you can't do what you want to do in life. You can't just go and live your dream. And, you know, my dream was to actually open up a, uh, when I was like eight, nine, 10, 11, 12 years old, I wanted to open up a, a restaurant, like an egg shack and just, and just cook scrambled eggs for people every day because people are happy when they have their eggs cooked just right. <laughs> so, you know, they love it. They love when their eggs are cooked right, you know, whether it's poached eggs or scrambled and whatnot. So I wanted to have an egg shack. So when I was like a kid, I was like, wow, wouldn't that be great to have an egg shack? And, just dreams, my dreams could not come come true. No matter what, it had to be this I had to do. So when I started moving into my my teenage years, it was a struggle to want to stay here and and to make it through this. And I fought for that. I did everything I could to stay alive, to bypass the most difficult years. And it was it was an unbelievable, insurmountable, unmeasurable challenge. And um, and and making through it and, and deciding to fight for it and stay here to help others later on in my life is is the greatest you know moment in my life, meaning one of the greatest things that have ever happened that I was able to bypass that and get here. I mean, that's the one that I think of first. Yes. Well, that's but beautiful. There's, yeah, there's been other things too, but yeah. Yeah, well, we're happy that you stayed. Thank you for everything that you've shared with us. And, yeah, uh, <laughs> I, I have a few other uh, silly questions. Well, that's silly. I think they're interesting. What is something that no one would know about you unless they went to middle school with you? So like middle school, Anthony, obviously you had this gift. Anything else? You know, I mean, <laughs> this is a really good question. Um, what no one would probably know about me is I used to climb the tallest trees. Well, people know that now, I think, because I put it in <laughs> I used to climb the tallest trees possible, and I used to carve messages to God, and I used to say, you know, let's leave out the middleman spirit. I don't want to hear from him anymore. I want to talk to you direct. 
And, um, and I used to carve these messages way at the top of trees, 100 feet off the ground. And, and until one day I slipped and was hanging off a, a top branch there for my dear life. And then I realized I was defeated. Well, that was something that no one knew about me in middle, middle school because I wasn't telling anybody that I was doing that. Um, look, I, I'm a, I really love nature. That's something people don't know about me. Really, really love nature. I, you know, it's a, it's a, it means everything to get that time, you know, to be around the woods, to be around trees, to be around the water, um, to be sitting in the grass, to be looking at birds, to, to be looking at bumblebees and bees and butterflies like that to me is really special. Um, I really love, you know, I love gardens. I love flowers. I love fruit trees. I love vegetable gardens. You know, these are the things that I, I saturate myself in whenever I can, even though I don't get enough time at all to ever really do that or enjoy it. But that's, that's, that mattered to me when I was young and it matters to me now. So you wrote in your book that it was hard for you to have fun as a kid because the voice wouldn't turn off. What do you do now to have fun? Do you do you you know you talked about you actually played heavy rock music to try to not was, hear, hear that voice? I, but is there something you do now? When I was fourteen years old, I I figured if I I remember um, banging on an acoustic guitar uh, at at fourteen years old, and a fa- family member of mine had an acoustic guitar, and I remember trying to play it at age fourteen, and it was making noise, and I was like, whoa it's making noise, which means that I could block out spirit from talking to me the more noise I make. And so I said, let me get an electric guitar. So I got an electric guitar like age 15 uh, with an amp and I was able to make a lot of noise. And it was great because for that half an hour you played, spirit couldn't tell you what's wrong with anybody and their health or what's going on with the world. And so it was a, it was a very, very short lived way out. (laughs) <laughs> that didn't that didn't work that didn't work at all so that was done um so yeah so basically you you can't make the voice go away at least i can't and i've tried and there's nothing that can be done about it but but you know when i go on the plane you know i i the problem is what spirit is telling me what's going on with too many people or a crowd or like being on the plane is i end up doing too many reads and scans along with it because spirit insists that i also see inside the body with people and then i start losing my eyesight and then i start going temporarily blind so i always have to have an assistant with me wherever i go in case there's a crowd and then my eyesight starts to go and um but what happens is there's no vacation and there's no like, oh, I'll go take a vacation. Oh, I'll go take a cruise. I'll go live my life and go do this. No, it doesn't stop. It's different than other mediums. Other mediums have their own torment and they have their own torture. Trust me, I'm sure. I mean, I, I got, you know, got medium friends and they don't have it easy, but, but they do get some breaks. That's what I hear anyway, that they do get some breaks, you know, and, uh, but in this situation, no, you know, you can, even if you go play golf or something, even though I don't play golf, but if you go out and play golf, it's like, you're still going to know what's going on with everybody on the field. Spirit's right. not going to stop with the information. So that's, that's the, I guess, you know, some people would find this fun. I don't know. It's not fun. <laughs> <laughs> so do you think that's one of the reasons that you love to be in nature? When you go to nature, is it important for you to be alone? Absolutely. But if there's a plane flying overhead and I look up at that plane. Stop and it. Really? I, yes. And I look up at that plane, Spirit and I are going to be working on figuring out who's in the plane and what's going on. Wow. That's so, incredible. 
Well, hey, I mean, thanks for thinking so. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I I wouldn't necessarily. I I see how that can be incredibly difficult. It's just it's 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 amazing, and I'm I'm so happy that you were able to survive this. I'm happy that you're channeling that not your that you're channeling this energy, this thing into writing this book and coming on podcasts and you know, spreading you know, this it's, message. It's easier now. I mean, it's not easy by any means, but it's easier now than it was, um, you know, in my, in my teens and in my twenties. So it's, it's a little bit easier now, um, you know, at, in some ways, because I, at, I know that no matter what, this is what I'm doing. I can't stop it. When you're in your teenage years, you're like, wait a minute, there's got to be something more than this. And it's that battle of thinking, hey, no, there's got to be something more than this. It can't be just this for the rest of my life. It's that mental struggle, that conscious struggle of, of like, wait a minute, this can't be just it. That's what made it harder. You know, now it's like I just accepted it, bottom line. So, you know, it makes it a little easier just to accept it along, you know, the last 25, 30 years. You just, that's it, you know? Yeah. yeah. Anthony, last question. If you could be any kind of animal, what would you be and why? <laughs> so that's a great question um yeah it would be probably be what so many others have said with that question if you've ever asked them um it would be a bird yes <laughs> do you ever get that everybody's at all? i ask this question at the end at the end of every interview because yeah. i think it it shows people's personalities and bird and dog are the highest by far exactly well hey you know it it would be bird okay it would be bird to fly away from people so you can't so you don't have to hear the voice you can can fly high you could fly away you could fly yeah it would be great that would probably be it and any any is there a specific bird yeah it would probably be like others have said a hawk or an eagle yeah (laughs) I love it. Well, yeah, uh, I don't want to be a robin. Yeah, no, it's good. I, we have some beautiful. We just moved to Connecticut. We have some hawks here that are stunning. They're just su- such powerful birds. So oh, they're very strong. So I, I think that's a great choice. Well, Anthony, thank you so much for being with us. Uh, I really recommend your book to everyone that's listening, Medical Medium Secrets Behind Chronic and Mystery Illnesses and How to Finally Heal. Where can people stay in touch with you and just learn about learn more about all the great work that you do? Yeah, definitely. I do live events where I do a light blast. Um, Spirit has taught me since being a child that because I always wanted to help as many people as possible. So Spirit taught me that if I ask Spirit to provide light, it'll come down in the crown of everybody's head and run through their body and help ignite their healing process. So at the live events, we make sure that Spirit provides that light. Um, LA and November 5th, we have an event coming up. Check into it, medicalmedium.com. And my new book, Life-Changing Foods, coming out too. Get a copy, you know, when you can, because um, I talk about what foods really do. It's not just about 50 recipes in there. It's about what the food does with all the different symptoms and illnesses and diseases, what every food really does for that, uh, along with an incredible fertility chapter and everything else in this book. So it's really about protecting us, our children, this life-changing foods book. So medicalmedium.com, Facebook, Instagram, I offer free information all the time. I offer the healing path, which is, uh, we put hundreds of hours into free information. So we want people to get what they need. It's all about getting what you need out there and that's what we provide. Awesome. Anthony, once again, thank you so much for being with us. Bless your heart. Love you. And everybody out there know I love you. And I stand behind you. And I believe in you 100%.